my glasses on to make myself look smarter right now. So we are, we're streaming live, and uh, so who, who are you So we're on right now, I gotta watch my language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, no, not really. Fly, man. Yeah. Fly. Very natural. Now, I'm just out here pimping all my products. I've got the cooler booth, obviously. We have that deal in Shark Tank with Damon John, so that's been kind of an exciting venture for me. And then, of course, last year we launched the Vertical Diet. Right. And that's been hugely popular. That went international. Uh, we've got. Can you give me over... the bullet points of the Vertical Diet? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Vertical Diet really is a. It's kind of the culmination of everything that that I've learned over 30 years of competing since 1986. Both dieting down to an extremely low body fat percentage as a bodybuilder, and then bulking up to become the strongest uh, powerlifter I could and set world records in powerlifting. And on both ends of the spectrum, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. We didn't have the internet, we didn't have all these great folks now pouring so much great information into the industry. Although I did read Muscle and Fitness every week or every month when it came out, of course, and all nice. the leader principles. But uh, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes, I found out a lot of things, and I think we still see it in the industry today. The people that diet, particularly the women, they get over-restrictive and they end up with anemia, amenorrhea, hair loss from hypothyroidism, uh, and it's just nutrient, micronutrient deficiencies generally. Iron, B12, uh, are huge, biotin, uh, and, and it's just pulling out foods like red meat, like whole eggs, like dairy, like fruit, like salt. They pull out an iodine. And they pull out all those foods and then they end up becoming, uh, I think, weaker and, and sicker as a result. And I usually ended up getting them after the fact. They would hire a coach, get to a show, and then a week or two after the show, after the rebound, uh, they would reach out to me because they were unhealthy. Which is so, it, it, it contradicts everything that the uh -huh. public thinks about yeah. fitness. I mean, you look yes. at someone who looks like yourself and you or someone else on stage and say, oh my God, this guy's in incredible yeah. shape, which you are, yep. but they automatically relate that with optimal health levels, where right, it's actually, right. with most, it's the opposite. And I thought that was a shame, and we wear it as a badge of honor, you know, when we wake up at 4 a.m. after five hours of sleep to do fasted cardio, and you know, we do all this restriction, and we walk around tired and in brain fog all the time. And I, I, I know we, we think that the more we suffer, the better we're gonna perform, and in fact, that's not the case. And uh, I've been proving it over and over again. I'm working with Nadia Wyatt, who's gonna be competing today. Who took third last year in the Olympia, second in the Arnold. And she historically had some of the same problems. Uh, she had done over restriction. She ended up with hypothyroidism, IBS. You know, you get severe digestion problems from sucking down tons of egg whites and broccoli, which creates a biotin deficiency. And of course, lots of bloating and gas and iodine deficiencies. So this year, I dieted her down. She ate dairy, she ate steak every single day. She had a big, huge 12-ounce steak yesterday, and she's on stage today. She looks fantastic. Plenty of salt throughout the diet. Her energy level's great, ate fruit every single day. So, you know, she feels great and looks even better, held on to more muscle, had more energy, was able to train heavier. So that's on one end of the spectrum. And of course, I mentioned that I compete as a power lifter as well. And I found out that the gallon of milk a day diet and the pizza pasta pancakes, you know, the, the eat everything you can to get as big as you can didn't work either. I ended up was, with Was that, that something you did uh, when you were? Something I did many times throughout my career. I, you know, I, I would compete. Uh, I'd get north of 300 pounds at times to, yeah. to be the big, as big as I could, thinking that would translate into strength. I found out over time, after doing this repetitively for many, many years, decades actually, that there was a better way to do it. I was stronger at 274 pounds at probably 12% body fat than I was at 310 pounds at north of 20% body right. fat. And you're, and you're, I mean, technically, I mean, I've been a fan for a long time. And you're probably, in my eyes, one of the strongest bodybuilders that's ever lived. 
a lot of these principles that you've learned, because we're all aging, we all get older, but your thought process has changed a lot in the last 20 years. What would you have brought back to your younger self at 20 years yeah, old? Yeah, if I knew then what I know now, and I had the benefit, of course, later in my career of having the, the time and the, the knowledge uh, and the resources to be able to do blood testing throughout my later career. And so on a monthly basis for the last 10 years, of my competitive career, I was getting blood tests and I was able to see the damage that I was doing at times. Certain diets and certain phases of my, of my bulking program, I started experiencing, you know, I mentioned earlier about dieting down and you experience metabolic adaptation, of course. Well, when you bulk up, you experience metabolic syndrome if you're not cautious about the, the how you do it. And metabolic syndrome, of course, is fatty liver disease, it's uh, hyperinsulinemia, high blood sugars, high blood pressure. So I experienced all of those things. I mentioned in a rant that I did once about if you want to be healthy, don't compete. And I realized along the way that I was doing what I did for a certain particular result and it wasn't a longevity focus. And fitness and health are two completely different things. Yeah. And so, you know, I was fit to perform a particular duty or task, which was, you know, squatting 900 pounds. But that's not healthy. That's not something you do for, for longevity. Do you feel good now? I feel fantastic yeah. now. And what I discovered is, is that, that you could gain the weight if you did it more carefully, avoiding the insulin resistance. And this is what happened when Hopthor reached out to me three years ago. Hopthor Bjornsson, the mountain from Game of Thrones, world's yeah. strongest man. About three years ago, he reached out to me with the same problems I had experienced. He says, I'm getting fatter, but I'm not getting stronger. And so we did some blood tests and found out that he had low vitamin D. He had uh, high blood sugars. Uh, uh, obviously, some of the, the, uh, uh, the symptoms of fatty liver disease and metabolic syndrome. And so initially, what we had to do was diet him down. Uh, we had to throw some choline in his diet because choline is, is helps prevent and cure fatty liver disease. Had to get his vitamin D up, had to get a CPAP for him because yeah. he was having trouble sleeping. Uh, we had to watch his blood sugars and a lot of foods that you eat, such as vegetable oils and the pizza, pasta, pancakes, the grains, the inflammatory foods. We had to pull all of those out. Uh, so we redesigned his diet. We brought his fats down just a little bit. People, when they tend to bulk, they'll eat high fat and high carb, and that's a recipe for disaster. So we brought his fats down a little bit. Uh, we put the choline in, which in this case was whole eggs, which sounds counterintuitive for somebody who's got fatty liver disease, but in fact, the choline in the eggs helps prevent the recurrence of that helps heal that. How did you, uh, in reference to the CPAP, did you send him over to a sleep specialist? Was that something was... In his case, it was painfully obvious. He's 400 plus pounds, he's snoring, he's waking up tired. Right. But yes, initially you'd use like a stop bang questionnaire, you'd get a sleep study. Right. Uh, most powerlifters and strong men that are north of 250, 260, they're probably snoring and waking up tired and could benefit from a CPAP. Every, every person I've ever spoken to who's purchased one says it's life-changing. Life-changing, yeah. yeah. And I don't say that about a lot of things. I've been in right. the industry a long time, and I'm cautious about, you know, and I, I've tried everything, of course, and, but I will say that with respect to the CPAP, it is life-changing. You started diving in on it, and Zach and I have been talking about it a lot. The difference between coaches and influencers. Yeah, yeah. A coach is someone who, it's your lifelong craft, and you're someone who understands that each individual there's a different path that you have to take with that individual. And the reason why we started this was to educate the population and show yeah. everyone that it's not about, yes, sometimes you get lucky and you listen to what the information an influencer puts out there, yeah. but the majority of the time, the approach that you're taking right now, I mean, bravo, yeah, well done. Thank you, you know, and it really is about health first. Right. And I found now, since I released the Vertical Diet, we've had over 100,000 downloads worldwide, and the vast majority of people that reach out to me aren't athletes. They're dad bods and soccer moms. Right. They're folks with diabetes or type two or high blood pressure or sleep apnea. 
and they're able to utilize this information to improve their general health. And I think the most important thing about it, and I've said this many times, that the best diet is the one you'll follow. There's no magic to the vertical diet. Three years ago, I did a rant about obesity, and I, and I made that very clear statement. Uh, the best exercise is the one you'll do. So with respect to the vertical diet, I tried to design it so it was simple, sensible, and sustainable. It should be a lifestyle, and compliance is the science. And if I can get people to comply and consistently do just these very simple things, the, the main reason people fall off the of diets is because they get hungry or they get tired. That's really it. And if we can mitigate those two things as best we can, and that's the goal that I have with the program, is to help people with their hunger and their cravings, and then to make sure they have adequate energy so that sure. while they're losing weight, they're not exhausted. Cool. So that's really kind of I love focus. it. So, yeah, man, Stan, it, it, it's, when I heard you were coming on today, we both got really excited. Yeah, it's a total yeah. honor. We've been a huge fan. Yeah, just tell you, everyone man. really quick before we wrap up, if they want to learn more about you, the vertical diet, where should they go? Where to download it? StanEfforting.com. Okay. Uh, StanEfforting.com is my website. My Instagram's at StanEfforting. My YouTube, I have a bunch of free videos, including a two-hour video with Hofthor in Iceland. It's got 2.7 million views. You can see everything in great detail that I do with the vertical diet. I don't need to, to pimp my products, but if you need help, I'm here for you. I love it. That's cool. StanEfforting.com, that's where you'll find I it. I love it, brother. It was so great meeting you, man. Thanks, Thanks again, Tom. Stan. Really, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Thank you so Thanks, much, guys. Awesome.